0: Hi, I'm Oki and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I'm excited to be talking to an author by the name of Tom Vauter. He has written so many books that are so interesting because, first of all, he's in Bangkok, in which is my hometown, and we want to talk about one of his amazing books today called The Green Panthers. Hi, Tom. How are you today? I'm brilliant.
1: Thank you very much. It's a beautiful, hot day in Bangkok. Well, actually, now it's evening time, but it was a beautiful, sunshiny day today. I'm very well. Thank you. And thank you for having me on, Oki. It's very nice talking to you.
0: You're welcome. I'm actually, it's actually my pleasure, my honor that you're here, that you made time for me. But let's get into your work, Tom. Let's get into your book. First, let's talk about The Green Panthers. I want to read a little bit here, like an an overall what it's about. It's an action-packed dystopian thriller. The Green Panthers explore systemic corruption, capitalism, space exploration, and climate change, as well as the nature of friendship and courage in a future world where everything is for sale. That is a whole world on its own, Tom. Can you tell me... A little bit more what this book is about.
1: Yeah, sure. So The Green Panthers is my most recent novel. Uh, it's my fifth novel. It's published by Next Chapter Publishing, which is the publisher where all my other novels are as well. It's not as heavy as that description maybe sounded. It's basically a futuristic action thriller that does touch on the subjects that you mentioned. It concerns basically. Hmm, the Green Panthers. Think of the Black (laughs) Panthers in the 1960s. That's what inspired me. So the Green Panthers is a a group of individuals, a cell, mostly women, but also a couple of guys, who radicalize themselves and pick up arms in the fight for uh, a cleaner environment and they basically go after the world's major polluters. That's that's the premise of the book. It opens in Siberia in a national park in in Siberia where two British tycoons engaged in very shady conservation efforts, the Green Panthers travel there to disrupt that and there's like a major action scene at the beginning where they where the two interests that are threaded throughout the story clash head on.
0: That that is action packed. I'm in for the ride. This is this is so cool. How did this come about, Tom? I know you said you were inspired by the Black Panthers. Since you've written a lot of more travel-related books or more countries in Asia-related books, how did the Green Panthers conjure it up?
1: Well, I wrote it during COVID. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> like everybody else, I was sitting at home. There was much less other writing work. I'm a journalist in my day job so uh, during covid curiously living in Thailand there was a lot less to report and I couldn't go out of course and I couldn't travel to a- any ma- neighboring countries I wanted to use the time and you know we none of us knew how long this would go on for right. so um I wanted to use the time productively and yeah so I sat down and thought okay I'll write another novel it's the first novel that's not entirely set in Asia that I've written all my other fiction really revolves around, in the widest sense of what white people get up to in Asia, in the, in the tradition of, let's say, like George Orwell wrote Burmese Days, and, and that really inspired me when I was younger. And, and so I, living here, thought, oh, I want my fiction to be... Primarily about that. But this book, The Green Panther, Panthers, there are some bits, as I said, um, take place in Siberia and some other parts in Thailand. In fact, a few short scenes in Bangkok and in the south of Thailand. It takes place all over the globe and <laughs> even at some point in outer space <laughs> because the, the Green Panthers they eventually stumble on a on a conspiracy to to isolate the world's richest people on a space station while there's a toxic incident on, on Earth that will kill all the mammals, including, of course, all of us. So um, once they get wind of that, they themselves travel to space and, and try and stop that. So it's a dystopian satire that looks at many of the topics that occupy us or have been occupying us over the last decade and are likely to occupy us collectively over the next decade. It's gripping, suspenseful, but it's also funny and, as I said, satirical in many ways.
0: All right, that seems like there's a lot of elements or branches in this tree. I, I feel like you pack so much into this book, being only about two hundred thirty-six pages. There's a lot of fun that I get to read about. How was it writing this? considering there's a lot of elements into it and it being a little bit of a shorter book?
1: Actually, the story is quite streamlined. It follows these six or seven people, the Green Panthers around the world, as eventually they split up and they're kind of in different countries at the same time to perform or to to try and achieve whatever respective missions they have in order to um, stop this toxic incident. The narrative is—it's a very straightforward action story that borrows from many, many literary action tropes that I like. I wrote it that way because, unlike my previous books, it's—it's it's really a satire. It's—I'm asking the reader to imagine a, a very, very crazy future, as we live in a very, very crazy present. Right. And you know, also, it—it it may have to do with COVID actually, because when COVID first started, I think we all collectively. We lacked the imagination to to really think of how this might go. Right. So here it started properly. They 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 closed the airspace in April 2020. So after that, you couldn't come in or go out, or only with great difficulty. And I thought, okay, you know, I remember texting my mother who lives in Germany, saying, "Well, you know, it's April. They closed it. I'll probably I'll see you in August." Right. I didn't see it until August the following year. Right. So so I think I lacked the imagination to think, oh, this pandemic could go on for so long and the, the global travel restrictions would go on for so long and etc. And so I, I kind of tried to incorporate that a little bit into the novel in the sense that I'm imagining a, a crazy future here, but I'm, I'm doing this on the basis that We, collectively, are not imagining a future crazy enough at the moment because the present COVID situation at that time was so extraordinary. And so I felt that no one saw it coming and no one saw, no one could really imagine at the beginning how it would play out. And I took that into the novel, I suppose, that thinking, you know.
0: It was definitely uncharted territory that we're all just kind of crawling toward, not sure what the outcome will be or how long it was going to be. My husband definitely took it to the extreme thinking it would be, you know, ABCD over here. And it it was definitely interesting time. But among all that, you've created this really thrilling book. (laughs) This is really neat and really cool. Can you tell me more about you as an author, since you've definitely written other novels and other books as well?
1: Yeah sure I I first came to Asia in 1993 I, I went on a holiday to India I was 26 and I immediately f- fell in love with India and then later with Asia in general and I thought I want to stay here and through a, a set of complete flukes I <laughs> I had the opportunity to write something uh for somebody and it and I I realized oh I can really do this I started working for initially for uh, newspapers in Nepal and India and then came to Southeast Asia and started working for magazines and newspapers here and at the same time started writing non-fiction and, and my first novel, The Devil's Road to Kathmandu, which I think I wrote in the late 90s, but it didn't come out till the early 2000s. And curiously enough, last year I sold the film rights. So
0: Oh, you know, congratulations! What, what, goes,
1: what goes around comes around and <laughs> um, we should always have... Faith in in the long in the long term strategy. <laughs>
0: oh man, that's so cool!
1: In 2001, I moved to Thailand and became a full time journalist. And since then, yes, I've I've written about 20 books. I've made I've written some screenplays for documentaries that have been broadcast. Yeah, I really do all sorts of nonfiction and non fiction writing that is connected to to my home to. Basically, to Southeast Asia and to South Asia. So I I mostly write about India, Nepal, Thailand, Laos, and Cambodia, and occasionally about other countries around around the region. And that's um, been fantastic for the last 25 years. And I'm really really grateful that I get to live here in this really exciting, beautiful, and very hot part of the world, <laughs> and that that I get to that I I'm able to make a living from from writing about this beautiful part of the world and that my clients pay me for what I've got to say and what I see and what I've experienced here. So it worked out really well.
0: Gotcha. I'm um,
1: very happy living in
0: Bangkok. Hey, thank you for that. I definitely miss Bangkok. <laughs> Are you done with the Green Panthers as far as these characters or this this group? Are you thinking let's expand on this to another book or anything like that? Or?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure because I, about 10 years ago, I, I wrote a trilogy of free crime novels featuring a German detective working in Southeast Asia. And at the time, I, I had a very good publishing deal. And so there was a financial interest and also a personal interest to, to write three parts of that. Because The Green Panthers is such a departure from what I usually do, in the sense that it is satirical and and dystopian, I, I may go back to it. I mean, I killed off some of my characters, so I'd have to replace them, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I may do. But at the moment, I'm I've, I'm involved in other projects, so gotcha. And I I, and of course, you know, now that I'm working a lot more writing reportage, I have to plan quite carefully how to fit in writing fiction on top of that because it's. You know, it's and you have two jobs. <laughs> so I'll see. I'll see.
0: Well, you have to keep us updated, Tom. This is your your works are very diverse when it comes to that now, now that you definitely have Green Panthers under your belt as well. So where can we get your books, Tom?
1: You should be able to get my books from many outlets. I mean obviously from Amazon. That's the easiest. But for those people who don't like Amazon. Um, I, I gather they are available at um, outlets like Target and all the other ebook providers have them like Kobo. They're really easy to find. Or you could just go to the website of my publisher, Next Chapter Publishing, and they'll all be there. That's for my fiction. And for the nonfiction, I think the easiest way is either to go to my website, www.tombarter.com, or have a look on Amazon. What there is, because I, you know, I've written quite a few different things about South and Southeast Asia.
0: Besides the Green Panthers, is there one or two more books that you really hold to your heart that you've written? Since you have a plethora of books that, and um, you know, on the table here, so something that you really attach to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hold most of the books I've written close to my heart. Not all of them, but most. But okay, I'd say, I'd say. Um, amongst the non-fiction, a decade ago, I, or more than a decade now, 12 years ago, I published a book called Sacred Skin, which is about uh, Sakyam, Thailand's uh, spirit tattoos.
0: I was going to ask you about that book, actually. <laughs> a,
1: a photo book with, with Thai photographer Arun Te and that was very successful at the time, really successful. It's in a second edition. You can get it from international distributors, and I, you know, for my non-fiction, that's the most beautiful book that i've i've been involved in and for the fiction as i mentioned before that my fir- very first novel the devil's road to Kathmandu which is just a kind of adventure romp that takes place on the hippie trail in the 1970s i managed to sell the, the movie rights for that so um that's very close to my heart at the moment
0: for that <laughs> very
1: reason and then um yeah just briefly in 2019 I was selected for the Indo-European art residency in Calcutta, um, oh. which is an international art residency where they put four artists from four different places into a house for three months and let them do whatever they do. And I, I wrote most of a book there, which has since been published, which is called Kolkata Noir, and it's about the city of Calcutta, which a 100 years ago was the second most powerful economic city in the world
0: oh, wow. and now
1: has kind of – gone to seed a little bit and my book um, takes place in three different time periods it's a love story it's a love story to the city but it's also a love story between an English guy and an Indian policewoman and it takes place in 1999 in 2019 and in 2039 so again it's a little bit futuristic at the end you know it's it's my kind of homage to this really really beautiful exceptional dynamic, Crazy, interesting, laden with history and difficult, but beautiful city. So um, that's close to my heart. Kakata Noir, check it out.
0: That cover is beautiful too. <laughs> Thank that, you. That's a beautiful looking book. <laughs> as much as I want to sink my teeth into Green Panthers. It's definitely worth checking out your other books as well because they are all so interesting and vastly different from each other, I would say. The Sacred Skin book, it looks so interesting. I, I've i always wanted to at least get a small tattoo of that, of the way they tattoo there. And every time I go to Bangkok, I'm like, I'm going to do it this time. And I usually check it out. So. <laughs> but one of these days, it's going to happen. <laughs> but thank you, Tom, for coming by today. You are a very, very busy man it seems like but you carved out your time to talk to me and i i want i really truly appreciate it do you have any last thing you want to tell us before we we go for today
1: uh no just thank you very much Oki, and um, anybody who's listening please um, check out my books and my stories have a look at uh, Um and you know support the writers of this world I I really love telling stories, and I I feel very grateful that I get paid to do so, and I hope to be doing so for the future, too.
0: Thank you. And I do hope I get to talk to you again, because I want to know more of what's in your world, especially the futuristic stuff. You seem to gravitate toward that too so but i'm gonna say bye to you tom um but thank you again for your time and everything surrounding this this is amazing and we'll talk to you next time tom thank you
1: thank you very much okay
0: thank you bye, bye. thank you for listening to this episode of tell me about your book all the other information from this episode will be in the show notes. Please support Indie Others as well as Indie Bookstores. And of course, the other podcasts, Books, Cats, and Snacks, where me and Caddy talk about all things books and, well, her cats too. See you then. Bye.